Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. And I'm one of those people that calls everyone dude. But I've started in my text messages. I never say dude in text messages anymore. It's always girl. Like, I will I will say dude because I can't help it because that's how I was raised to say dude. That's amazing. That, that was like the 90s. Right yeah. yeah. Everybody, to. everybody. But then, but with, <laughs> uh, but in text messages, it's always girl. I can't even say you text where I'm like, girl. <laughs> 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 So, okay, now that we've just spent, I just... <laughs> Those of you who are listening to this are shocked, shocked to find that we open up with a digression, considering we always open with a digression. Was um, it last week's episode a digression? Last week's episode was an entire digression. Yeah. We digressed for the entire hour, 45 minutes. But it was fun. It we was. We to do that every once in a while. And we weren't like, there was really no point in covering Preacher because we weren't going to be covering it this year. And like, well, we talk we, about... You weren't, you weren't there and... and we also had, we were watching the show, but we're not covering it. Because unfortunately we don't have, there's only so many hours in the day to do this. Too much shows. Too much shows. Which is going to be our new spinoff show. Too much shows. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> well, so, you can always have a little like timer thing. Like, okay, we've got so many minutes. Go! Have you ever tried to, to time Tim Harvey? We, when we were on the board, I could not even together. talk the rest of this episode. We'll see how long this takes. <laughs> That is a trick, because you know I have to explain everything about Teen Wolf to Mindy. Exactly. I know. Literally <laughs> everything. Clear. Your argument is flawed. <laughs> All right, so folks, this is Apocalypse Now. Hey, we there's the name of the show, what uh, we do here, uh, um, which of course, often we talk about the things that are zombies. This week, and for the next nine weeks mm -hmm. after this, we will be talking about the wolves that are teens, because Dustin's favorite show... Teen Wolf is coming to an end. Right. And we, for those of you who listen to us regularly know that we covered the first half of this season. Right. Without Mindy. No. Now she has been brought in <laughs> and this is your first episode, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> so much like myself, when I watched my first episode of Teen Wolf with Dustin, uh, there was a glazed look. <laughs> there was a quizzical look. There was a... Wait, what? Look. Right. And well, and it made it even worse because on one couch is me, and I'm just like, ah, oh, ha, 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 tears are shining and beautiful. And on the other couch is Tim, and he's like, don't look too hard at the plot. <laughs> and, and like, so, there is so, no plot. There is not, strictly speaking, a plot. This well, is the first episode of a ten-episode arc. There were things that happened. We're setting up. There were many we're putting, things. We're putting pieces on the board. They took a lot of things and they threw it at the screen. Uh, <laughs> it was because the pronoun game uh, was played by everyone. everybody in this show. And it was one of those things where you just want to reach out and grab someone and just shake them really hard and say, What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love this. My favorite thing. Well, let's should we just do it? Like, should we? Because, like, the pronoun game is one of those favorite. Because that's one of those like, no one gets away with that in real life. No. If I were to say to you, 
they'll never know. Or they're going to find out. You would not just be like, what are you? Oh, okay. You're, you would be like, what are you talking about? Who will find out? Who will ever know what is happening? <laughs> Why is my life? And no Actually, one on TV ever does that. my first question would be, Dustin, what have you done? <laughs> because they're never going to find out. No, no, no. You did something. <laughs> what did you do? Uh, because then once we know that, we can determine who the they is. Because <laughs> right. if I need to help you dispose of a body, well, then you know, they is likely the authorities. Right. And, well, or, and with your job, though, you've probably figured out ways to get around getting in trouble. Well, well I, I do family law. So, you know. Well, you know, you're most likely to be killed by anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we're all here after, after the first of the last ten episodes of Teen Wolf. Uh, we have Tim Harvey and Mindy and myself, and banging around the kitchen is my friend Jake, uh, who will probably not appear on the podcast, but I thought I would mention the the noise and that he's here. He's cooking, and it's Strictly good. speaking, we have a live audience. Yeah. Which is... Oh, that's always fun. Hey, we have an audience. He was not planning <laughs> for this. Well, remember, sure. remember way, way back when Mindy was just like, I'll just come and I'll just hang out. I'll just sit. Yeah. Minute. I, I want to watch too, and and then the next thing you know, like she's in the couch in the middle, in the middle between us. <laughs> I've become and, the. Wait, can I say it? Are you gonna bleep me if I say I'm the say bitch? It. There you go. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna bleep. I'm okay. the couch bitch. <laughs> there were words said last week that were not bleeped. Oh, I've been, I've been, I've been eating off the bleep button. I have to listen to last week. I want to watch the episode first. Well, we talked about just in case. But last week, but, for the two and a half minutes. Oh, the two and a half minutes. <laughs> there you go. For, for the two and a half minutes, we discussed the show. Um, but yeah, anyway. So, for those of you who have never watched an episode of Teen Wolf and have somehow missed the the last time we did, we were recapping Teen Wolf and the underage half naked bodies. Okay, That's none of them are underage. None of them are underage. The characters are underage. None of these act these actors. I know they're not. Half these actors are older than I am. Don't lie. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. They are Fifty-five year old people who are playing teenagers. It's like the Cialis it's guy. Kind of terrifying. And it's like, God, I want to look that good when I'm fifty-five. Yeah. Have you seen the meme that's the that's the it's the um the the photographer from like Hong Kong or something, and he just turned like for his fiftieth birthday, he posted these pictures of himself, and it's like you are not fifty. <laughs> like he's, a, it's words escape. It's it's good. I have it's an actor friend of mine on on Instagram who is a voiceover. He does a lot of voiceover. He does some, he does some uh, and he he spends his time. He puts his, he and his wife spend their time between Kansas City and, and L.A. And he's probably got six or seven years on me. And so he's in his mid-fifties. And he is in ridiculously good shape. Don't you like, hate that? Well, it's like, okay, well, no, but actually it's they like... have to. Well, I'm kind of like, or no, else. I think it's a, not a bad... Looking at somebody who's younger than me who's built like that, it's kind of like... <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I, I was pretty when I was young, too. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but having somebody who's older than me, who I actually know, who's, you know, who's got that kind of commitment to do it, it's actually kind of inspiring. Mm. As opposed to the Teen Wolf, all the pretty people in Teen Wolf, it's like, uh-huh, sure. They just have <laughs> really good casting on this show. 
Don't necessarily they grow them in labs. They do. They <laughs> ship them out of LA. So they keep right. the labs in the in the in the tunnels underneath the town. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is so, that what that goo is? Let me do just a really right. quick, like the Reader's Digest version of what Teen Wolf is about for right. Mindy. Teen Wolf is the story of young Scotty McCall, who one night he and his best friend Styles go out into the woods to look for a dead body, as you do. Of course. Was this after uh, lacrosse practice? This was, no, because because Scotty was a, a little 90-pound weakling and with asthma, and Styles is the nerdy son of the sheriff. So they ain't even on the lacrosse team. Oh. Uh, so they go out into the woods to search for a dead body that Styles' dad is looking for, and... Uh, Scotty happens upon a werewolf. Like you do. Like okay. you, yeah. And and the said werewolf bites Scotty on the tender young love handle and then scampers off into the woods. Uh and so like the first whole season of the of the show is like, who bit Scotty and turned him into a werewolf? And it turns out that it's Peter Hale, who was a hot burn victim. Uh, and there's a whole, like, the Hales are a big deal for a really long time. There's this family of werewolves. Also, there's this family of well of supernatural creature hunters called the Argents. And they move to town on the same day that Scotty gets bitten by a werewolf. Like you do. And they have a daughter named Allison. And Allison is comely and beautiful. And Scotty and Allison fall in, in Romeo and Juliet love. Like you do. And, and so they're a thing, and then styles, and then werewolves are happening, and all sorts of stuff. And then uh, then Allison is killed uh, by a, a, a ninja that comes out of the shadows uh, that's, cre that's controlled by the possessed brain of styles when he was possessed by a thousand-year-old uh, revenge demon. Um, so that happens. And then also there's Lydia Martin. Is this season one still? No, this is... I'm okay. trying to, like... <laughs> So there's Lydia Martin, and Lydia Martin's like the most popular girl in school, and it starts off like she's like, oh, I'm done clothes and hair and, and whatever, but then it, then later you discover that she's also like some mathematical and scientific genius, which is really cool. And then you find out, oops, on top of, on top of being the most popular girl in school and the most gorgeous and the smartest, she's also a banshee. Which is super fun because every time she's on screen, like it becomes a David Lynch movie, and weird stuff happens. Like tonight and that was she the was girl, like, and she has lips, right? Like, yeah, she's okay. got big lips. Okay. The big, like. Yeah. Me and Molly, when we went to set, we ended up talking to Holland Roden, who plays that character, for like forty-five minutes about the Kansas City Psychic Fair. Like, because we walked up and she was like, oh, you guys are from Kansas City. My mom took me to the psychic fair one time and then her and Molly just like went down that road together and it was very funny. But anyway, so they're supernatural creatures and our group of teens are mainly supernatural creatures and they fight bad supernatural creatures um, with... Uh, the power of heart. The power of heart, yes, basically. Because it's very important to Scotty that, that he does not kill. Like, like this is one of the things that I actually kind of like about this show. I, this, this show has a lot of heart. You know, for someone as cynical as me and as cynical as Tim, is a oh, really, God, yes, no, like... And, and, and for, I will, I, for the next, however long this episode is, 
I will abuse the show greatly because <laughs> it is, there's a whole lot of dumb in Teen Wolf. But I was telling Mindy about this before. Is that last the the first part of the season when Styles is is taken by the Wild Hunt, and that this what we have here tonight is basically. Uh, the fallout from saving Styles from the wild. Right. Hunt. Well, from saving the whole town. Right. The whole town was supposed to be taken by the, the wild. But the, the, the emphasis does seem to be on Styles. We don't know who the emphasis is. Well, on but that's 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 what you're right. But it looks like that's what it's leading towards to me. Anyway, there's the this emotionally powerful thing with Styles' dad, which is really, I mean, it was good television. It was good writing. It was good performance. It had real emotion. And for somebody who was basically mocking the show at various points, and I'm going to do it again tonight, <laughs> the fact is, that was good storytelling. And this show, I think one of, the, one of the strengths that this show has that a lot of teen dramas don't have is that these characters, like, after, after like, the second season... Okay, so the time, the, the, the way that the show... It's been on for six years, but this is the sixth season of the show. So this so this should be the sixth season. But the way they break up the stories, so they do like full season arcs. Some of the seasons have ten episodes in them. So the first season was like ten episodes. So it was a full arc. Who who bit Scotty and turned him into Orwell. The second season was twenty four episodes. So the first twelve was one arc, the second twelve was another arc. So in a lot of people's minds, that's actually seasons two and three, even though it was only season two. And so they've done that a couple of times where it's like, okay, and yes, there was an over like they're doing tonight where the things that happen in part B, this that arc of the series, are directly responding to things that happened in part A, but this is going to be a totally new story. And they don't break it up. Like, there's no two or three episode arcs. There's not like a one There's like, Scotty and, Scotty and Malia go to the mall and she turns into a coyote and chases somebody through the JCPenney. No, they're not going to do that because it's, they want to... They did that in season two. <laughs> they're not going to retread that. So, yeah. They try and, but they try and, like, draw you into the mystery. That's why tonight's really a bad episode for you to... Well, maybe it's a good episode, because they're, like, they're just setting up the pieces on the chessboard tonight. Like, there's maybe another episode where we won't even maybe know what's really going on. We kind of have an idea. Like, it's got something to do with the Wild Hunt. Somebody escaped from the Wild Hunt that shouldn't have. Okay. But we won't even know what the objective of the season is until maybe the second or third episode of this arc. Okay. So. so, yeah, it's. This is an example of something that we wouldn't. This episode is very much an example of something that we usually rail against. If the, this is the kind of stuff that we would get in, say, The Walking Dead, we'd be like, really? Really? We're <laughs> treading water for 45 minutes? Really? We're going to do this? And at the same time, you don't come to this show or a show like Teen Wolf the same way you go to a show like The Walking Dead. Uh, or preacher, you know. This is mm -hmm. it has it has a certain advantage for me. Uh, this is going to sound really bad. So my apologies to all the Teen Wolf fans who are listening to this. You have an advantage, quote unquote advantage. It's an MTV show. Mm -hmm. It's a show. It's a it's a teenage werewolf show. It's inspired by um, a middling eighties comedy. Middling eighties comedy. I never saw it. Oh, it's just don't. Okay, it's, okay. It's, <laughs> it's not necessary. It's. It's a take it or leave it 
I can skip it with my education. Oh God, you're fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, watch the Howling. Watch Wolfen. Watch. Um, Which honestly, Teen Wolf takes almost just as much from like '80s horror, oh, supernatural yeah. monster horror, as it does from that. Like, I think the only thing it really takes from from Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf Two is like Wolves some of the teens. names of the characters, and then it's teenage werewolves. Yeah. So, anywho, um, it starts off. It's the last day of summer. School is going to start tomorrow, and so of course we're going to have uh, lacrosse practice at midnight. In the fog. In the fog. <laughs> Which is Dustin, because we did not know this, but Dustin says that basically every time this happens, something terrible comes out of the fog and bad things happen. Yes. Surprisingly, something <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> fog, the bad thing happened. It's a wolf that's been like just like in really bad shape. And so Scotty uses his alpha werewolf powers. He's were oh, that's something I, I skipped. Scotty is werewolf Jesus, and let me explain to you why. Um, to become an al to become a werewolf, you have to be bitten by a werewolf or born a werewolf. Uh, then, once you're bitten uh, slash born into the supernatural whatever, if the bite doesn't kill you, then you might turn into a werewolf if you were bitten by a werewolf, but you also might turn into any host of other supernatural creatures. Uh, Malia, her father was a werewolf. She was born a were-creature, but when her powers manifested, she was a coyote. So, anyway. So, Scotty survives the bite. They find out, and so he's a beta wolf to the werewolf that bit him. Um, and that was Peter Hale. Uh, so, anyway, uh, he's not a very good beta wolf. Because he doesn't like Peter Hale. Peter Hale's kind of a jerk. Uh, so anyway, to become an alpha werewolf, you have to kill an alpha werewolf. And so, uh, so everybody's like, just kill him. Kill him and become the, the alpha werewolf. And, and Scotty's like, no, I don't want to kill. I don't want to kill. I don't want to kill. So just kind of through the sheer force of will and the force of perseverance, Scotty became an alpha werewolf. Like, power of heart. The power of heart. The power of, of caring, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and that is, like, one of those things, like, it's in werewolf lore in the show, that when you can become a werewolf, uh, alpha werewolf, just through force of will, that means you are going to be one of the greatest leaders of werewolves. Like, you're going to be, like, a super werewolf leader. And the last uh alpha wolf that had that power that just became an alpha wolf on her own was Talia Hale and she was a big thing and like but she's been dead for 30 years and blah 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 so anyway werewolf Jesus okay. <laughs> so I don't even know where I was and now really fast just so you're saying because he was bit the other one was the alpha and he was the beta yeah but is it still the that alpha is ahead of like a pack, like you normally get with. Yeah, you these. like you would create your. And even pack. if he were to the beta was to bite someone else, then he would be kind of over him, but still they're all underneath right. the one main. Guy. Yeah, it's kind of like Amway. Okay. Okay. So. Only with slightly more biting. <laughs> only slightly. Okay. <laughs> so anyway. Scotty uses his alpha werewolf powers to make the wolf trot away, and then him and his beta wolf, Liam, go after the werewolf, and no one says anything. Like, they leave the whole rest of the lacrosse so team Liam, standing. Liam is also having, uh, uh, I fear, change issues. Mm -hmm. So everyone is leaving. He is going to still be a senior at the school, and he is, to some degree, going by default, end up being sort of the alpha of town. 
Right. Because he's going to be the highest ranking out. And well, he's well. freaking out. Right? And so when they get on the field, he's also having control issues. Whether this is a fallout of his emotional state, probably, um, or just some, or another part of the story that they haven't well, really dealt with. always dealt kind of dealt with, with okay. problems of control. So he gets onto the playing field after the coach, who is imported from a comedy film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's a comedy sports film. Uh, needs, their, needs their lacrosse coach back because he wandered into this show. Well, he's always been that. He's the, the coach has been on the show since the very first episode. He's always been like... Like wacky, wacky coach. There was a there was a period around season three where okay, so everyone on this show like they have a full gym on the set. I've been to the set and they've got a full like like and so all these actors, aside from being cast impeccably as gorgeous people, like if they're not doing anything, they're hanging out in the gym working out and eating like protein, like eating eating fish and and things. So there was a period in about the middle where all of a sudden, like, Coach, who's supposed to be this wacky, goofy guy, like, struts on the set, and he's, like, super buff and hot. And everybody was like, what happened to Coach? And uh, I think that then he, like, went away. He went on a comedy tour because he is an actual comedian. And then he came back a little tubby, and everybody's fine with that. (laughs) So, anyway, Liam's having his freak-out time and basically gets... Convinced to go out on the play because he's not doesn't want to come out on the field and in in blocking a shot and doing all the cool things he ends up you know getting a little werewolfy on there and everyone starts to freak the people who can see this start to freak out until the wolf shows up and then they all go sit there and go they do the standoff and the wolf leaves and they just everyone just sits there and looks and then these two just walk on after it. And nobody says anywhere. Guys, don't go after the clearly injured creature who will probably bite you. Well, here's the thing. Like, but here, and this, I, this, there are two levels to this. Number one, on on a purely like watching it happen level, it's redonkulous. Like the dumbest thing. Like, okay, bye. Have fun chasing the woods, the wolf through the woods. But on on another level, on a on a like, this show's been on for six seasons level, like. Obviously, these people realize Scotty is kind of always in the middle of these supernatural situations. It's like the last season of Buffy when she's in high school and they gave her the the, the award with the, the parachute or whatever and it was like the protector award or whatever. They might not on a real level know Scotty's a werewolf and he protects us from supernatural creatures. But they know, Scott, oh, Scotty's going to chase the wolf into the woods. That's probably for the best. Right? <laughs> you know, nobody's like too worried about it. This town is doing a really good job of going. The last, the last senior class. Oh God, please don't kill me! That's what's happening in this town. Yeah. So the last senior class that graduated. Uh, one of the characters that graduated was... Has never been seen again. <laughs> yeah, they've never come back. They're actually probably about a ton of them are going to be back this day. Last time. One of the characters was a guy named Danny. And he was dating one of the werewolves through, like, the whole the senior his senior year season. And, like, the last day of school, they're sitting on the stairs, and, and his boyfriend goes, uh, I, I really think that we need to break up. And, and Danny's like, it's because you're a werewolf, isn't it? And... 
and his boyfriend is like, what? How did you? What are you? And and Danny's like, dude, this is Beacon Hills. <laughs> <laughs> so so I think there's a Statistically level. Statistically speaking, half of the town is a teenage werewolf. <laughs> So, like, I, was, I think there's a lot of... Well, we said government census, and we looked at the data, and we're pretty sure... We said the census taker out of a full movie if he never came back. So we found this notebook, though, and we sent it in. We felt like we should at least do that for him. Right. Yeah. Well, then you have the, the scene with the rats where the girl's like, why does this happen to our school? By the way, they can't count in this show, because later in the episode, they'll tell you, there was like 50 rats. It's like, no... <laughs> okay, so anyway, they find the wolf and it has died and a bunch of bugs crawl out of its mouth. But but worse than that, there's a whole like slew of other dead wolves like right there. And I was concerned for a minute that like half of those were trying to be the cast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have to pay your contract, so... And <laughs> yeah. You know what, guys? This isn't going to be the last season because we recast the entire show and they're all cheaper. <laughs> And they kind of, and they promptly will not actually mention the cause of death of these wolves the rest of the episode. Well, they almost like this is something that irritated me a little bit. Like as soon as the rats showed up, they completely forgot about the wolves. Oh yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, Lydia is getting ready to go to college. Scotty is getting ready to go to college. Malia is about to go and be American Wear Coyote in Paris, mm -hmm. which I would love to see that spinoff. Where is that spinoff? That's the spinoff I want. Malia. Well, where... except she never gets to get on the plane. No, she never does. Because, she yeah. rerouted. So yeah, I kept getting rerouted. And then at the, finally, in the end, like, there's too many supernatural crazies happening and she decides to stay. But I still want to see Malia with her, like, seventh grade education literally she became a were coyote in like sixth or seventh grade was a were coyote like a coyote living in the woods as a coyote until like two years ago and then like basically like rushed her way through and she's now graduating high school yeah oh one of those not looking closely yeah, yeah do not know no. just well she knew how to just, just as a three-year high school can take six years to go through <laughs> well, okay. So it is TV but, time. Yeah, and the first, like the first two seasons of the show, like the the first full year and the second, like full year, were basically one year of high school. Like it started, like season one, episode one, ended started with the first day of school, and season two, episode mm -hmm. the last, was the last day of school. So it was like that was a full year itself. And then also timey wimey, you know, whatever's. Oh, Team Wolf, fun fact. Um, uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler Posey, who plays Scotty, um, when he started the show, he was a young, fresh faced cherub of a boy. And so they loved to show his like six pack and stuff. Uh, over the course of years, he's become super weird, <laughs> like in real life. Okay. And now he's covered in tattoos, okay. so they can never show him anymore. Like they, they, the first tattoo he got was this weird band around his arm, and so they like wrote it into the show. But then he got like actors masks on his abs, and they like, how are we gonna say Scotty got abs? There's not even a drama department <laughs> in the school, and he's like a lacrosse player. So now they can't show his 
his torso any longer without like extensive makeup. In a show full of people who regularly take off their shirts, like technically, they could have turned him into lacrosse things when you think about the shape. <laughs> Just saying. Well, anyway, so I was a, I was a digression. So anyway, uh, meanwhile at Elkton House, which is the mental hospital that also houses all the supernatural creatures that have gone crazy, <laughs> um, there's some sort of like. Uh, uh, Pompeii disaster mummy who's been there for like a hundred years and he's like cracking open and like so the orderly comes rushing up and says there's trouble at the mill what kind of trouble at the mill I don't know <laughs> so yeah the orderly rushes up and says there's something wrong with the patient and he's like there can't be anything wrong with the patient he's been here since 1912 they go down there and the patient is not doing anything because the patient is encased in, he's a Pompeii mummy. In, in, in hardened ash. So what's the reason why he thought there was something wrong with the patient is very curious. Because generally speaking, there's not a whole lot of call to stop by the petrified person who's 100 years old and go, what's new here? <laughs> well, he might have just, he might, he might occasionally, like, like, it's, you know, maybe he goes around all of the, the catatonic people and is like, hey, are you okay in there? Oh, so he's just a <laughs> maybe, maybe the orderly number one's job was to go and like poke at the catatonic. So the 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 head guy, whatever role he actually has, he comes in and he does poke the catatonic ash guy. Which again, do not poke the supernatural creatures <laughs> on the list of things you do not do in any context. Not in Teen Wolf, not in a Hellraiser movie, not in uh, a magic show of any kind. Do not poke the supernatural thing because right. they will usually explode and set you on fire, which is right. exactly what happens here. Yeah, I love, you know, that's one of my favorite things about like Hellraiser and stuff. This cube, it's said to open a portal to hell if you, if you complete the puzzle. Oh, that's nice. Why do you go put that down on the table and not touch it anymore? Okay, movie over. <laughs> My curiosity has never been so strong that I have not been able to resist the things that are... Gonna hmm, kill you? Hell portal? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't need that today. Yeah. I think it'll work. This is a hundred-year-old ash mummy? Oh, okay. Well, they're just gonna, like, leave that door closed. Yeah. So, yeah... Do not stare directly at the plot. Because it doesn't make any sense at this point. But anyway. So uh, anyway, he bursts out of his, and it's another hellhound. Right. The other hellhound is Deputy Parrish. And he's the one I pointed out to you that always has his uniform painted, painted on. on him. Uh, so anyway, uh, the hellhound says that they let something out when they when they stopped the wild hunt. They, they, they brought something back with them and let something out. And he says that it's after him or something. What does he say? There's a, okay, so it, it's at this point he's basically saying something along the lines of, you know, it has to be stopped. Yes. And it's not until he gets up to Liam where he starts going, you know, adding adding to the the, the problems of the pronoun game by going, you know, it has to be stopped. Oh, it's not you. Right. What is it? Define it, but nobody really, nobody really knows because he's not talking to anybody who's going to appear later in this episode. Right. He's speaking to a, a crispy critter. Well, he's not even a crispy. Somehow, after being set on fire and slammed into the wall, there's no actual clear evidence 
that Pokey McDip um, is actually dead. She should be dead, generally speaking. Again, do not poke the supernatural creature. Do not look at the plot. Well, no. <laughs> so, meanwhile, at the high school, things are happening because time must go on and everyone is stopping by the guidance counselor's office. Who is this very lovely black lady? Who could not be more evil if she was wearing a sign that said, "Hi, I'm your, I'm the series antagonist for the rest of the series." She's kind of got that. She's got that hot but deadly look. She was trying to get that one guy. She was trying. Well, no. She was yeah. basically. She's basically telling all these kids are coming into the. To, I want this kind of class, and she's like, "No, what you really want is this," and she's doing it in a way which is both blatantly obvious to the viewer. But at the same time, it is relatively subtle. I mean, it actually works in terms of, right. as opposed to, uh, you know, a straight up just, do what I tell you. <laughs> right. Uh, although, oddly enough, um, Liam comes in and he says, I want to take Latin because it's an easy A. And I'm over here going, what? Latin is not an easy A. Latin is a complicated and complex language. It's but it's a, dead. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> that doesn't make it an easy A. Maybe at, uh, at Beacon Hills High School, all they do in Latin is like watch Spartacus. Well, considering the tendency to not wear shirts in this town, yes, that's a possibility. Um, everybody gets their classes and starts milling about and like Lydia's packing and she like brings her mother a list. Her mother's the new principal. Right. And so she brings her mother a list of all the supernatural creatures in town where she's like, put a little star, a little heart with sparklies around it next to the names of all of the ones that are in high school. And her mom's like, no, I don't need that. I'm just going to be the principal. I don't need to know who's supernatural and who's not and who may or may not be causing hell mouths to open. And Lydia's looking at her as if, Mom, why? Well, no, I think her mom kind of explained it. She's like, look. When you were in high school here, it was my job to protect you, and you just so happened to be a supernatural creature, and all your friends were supernatural creatures, so I had to be involved in the supernatural creaturing. But now that you're not here, I don't need to be involved anymore. Except that Liam, a friend of her daughter's, is still in town, and there's other supernatural creatures still in the high school. This is a very blinders... Are there any adult supernatural creatures? There, there are. They're all terrible. They're all yeah. They all tend not to be villains. Oh. Peter Hale will show up. Peter Hale, who is beautiful, will show up, and you you will be sexually attracted to him. Nice. Uh, and then you saw like a, a glimpse of of Derek Hale at the end running through the woods. Uh-huh. He will show up. And you will be sexually attracted to him. And then Aunt Kate, Aunt Kate I get a pass. Argent, no, no, Tim's attracted to them too. I am not. Uh, <laughs> then Kate Argent will show up, and she is a were panther and also a werewolf hunter, and so it's complicated. And you will be sexually attracted to her. I, I, Are you a sexually yes. attracted person? <laughs> so we're gonna have to fight over. I that. have to. I have to admit, it is. It is for for all that Dustin gets all the eye candy with all the men. The women on this show are very very. No, attractive. everyone on this show is gorgeous, and they're all like, su- like 
I, I bit, I said it three times already. I went to the set of the show. <laughs> you said you bit. <laughs> I met. Like, like, he nibbled on two or three of the actors, and that's one of the reasons they were never allowed back. You don't get selfies with him. You get selfies of you nibbling on him. <laughs> so anyway, I met the I met the head of casting for this show mm-hmm. when he when I was there. And you saw you saw uh, uh, Jeff Davis, mm-hmm. who is also beautiful. Okay. And then I met the head of casting for this show, who looked like a model. And I was like, "There you go. Now we know. Now we know why." Because <laughs> they uh, they walked into the room and they're like, "You have to be at least as beautiful as me to be on this show." And this is his nipple that I'm biting. And this is his nipple <laughs> yeah. that I'm biting. <laughs> yeah, you just need to you, you you get to know where they're keeping the pretty people in in uh, L.A. and it's on this show. So there was uh, in season two of this show. So it starts when the cold opens is in a garage, right? And there's the the mechanic, and it's the older sloppy fella, and he's like, "Ah, oh, Timmy, I'm gonna go now." And then Timmy comes out, and Timmy looks like he should have been cast as Thor instead of uh, Chris Helmsworth. That's how gorgeous Timmy was. And this was back when Molly was watching the show with me. And me and Molly were like, oh, I wonder what story arc Timmy is going to have. Five minutes later, Timmy is dead. Like, they just cast, even though, like, <laughs> even the most, most, like, day player day player of day players on Teen Wolf is prettier than anyone you've ever seen. Talk about leaving a good-looking corpse. <laughs> yes. So... Things of the supernatural kind start happening. Right. And everybody's trying to move on with their lives. Malia wants to go to Fer- Ferris. Ferris Pants. Paris, France. I had a she, stroke. She has the internet, but apparently is not understands what the words uh, rerouted means. Because she's, her flight's been rerouted and she keeps insisting that's not uh, delayed. But she's also kind of like willful, oblivious, you know, la, 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 I don't want to be drawn into your mess, I just want to leave. Right. Uh, Scotty is... Um, Getting ready to go. Although, curiously, when Lydia has her little uh, David Lynchian moment inside mm-hmm. Scotty's house, she just walks into Scotty's house, by the way. Yeah. It's like, she throws open the door, hi, Scotty, and she's watering it, and then she has her, like, thing, and cryptic voices say, you know, things like, you brought it back with you. And she has you know, freaky vision things, and she screams a lot. Nothing else actually happens aside from the creepy visuals and the little voice, but we get a lot of creepy visuals in the voice. And then Scotty, apparently not realizing, or he might have been in the house, because we never actually saw... You see him come out of the house and go to the car, mm-hmm. and go to the Jeep, but we don't actually see him not be in the house when she's in the house. It's very confusing. So he comes in, gets in the Jeep, which of course is Styles' magic Jeep. Mm-hmm. And Mindy, that Jeep has been blown up. It has been rolled. It has been buried. It has sat motionless for months at a time. Thinks that Jeep is a character on this show. And you notice that it did not start right away. Mm-hmm. This is a character quirk. Okay. It will come back to haunt us later. Okay. Because it is that car. It is that car that is in every horror film. That does not start when you turn it the first time. The, all all the other films of that it's this car. Right. Yeah, it just they just drive it off to the other horror film and have it do a day thing and come. Back. <laughs> and so he turns on the car 
and there is Lydia who has snuck into the garage and stood in front of the car that has its lights off for dramatic purposes. That is the only reason she is there. It is, a, it is such a staged thing. It's like... Uh, well, I think I, I, I like to do like push that stuff off on banshiness because... <laughs> Because I think the banshees like, must make dramatic exit. Yes, because they can't use their powers to actually save anybody. But now they gotta get well, dramatic exit. Because when she does her thing, she goes into a fugue state, and so there's a possibility that maybe she just kind of wandered aimlessly, fugued away out of her fugue state in the living room. All right, eh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Again, doesn't do look. not don't look. stare directly at. Oh look. That's a pretty man taking his shirt off. Stare at that for a while. Let's talk about that. That's what you got. <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Lydia convinces Scotty that they can't leave. I was like, like, I guess Scotty and Lydia are going to the same college. Because she was coming there to be like, with her suitcases, like, I'm ready right, to yeah. go. Are we ready to go to our place that we are to going together? So I'm, That's I, all you need is two suitcases when you go to college. Well, oh, we also have the slapstick. Oh, wait, uh, they never wear clothes. Yeah, well. Well, Lydia, no, Lydia wears all the clothes, and they're always fabulous. Like, Lydia is, and so you're probably right. It's probably silly that she only had two suitcases. <laughs> well, we also had the uh, slapstick suitcase scene where Liam came over, and he was talking to Scotty, and... The, Trying to close a suitcase that no one, literally no one has owned in 50 years. Well, not only that, that's not how suitcases work. I mean, that's just... The way the, the the active hinges and containers that you close using hinges, that's yeah, doesn't work like that at all. It's but a hard type of suitcase, guys, for anybody who didn't right. see something that you don't and own was, these days. You it don't. was it was avocado green, but it also involves you know Scotty trying to help Liam control his uh, control keeping the werewolf in. Right, this is something where which is going to come back and and clearly be part of the story because. Liam seems to be a significant chunk of the plot here. What's going on with Liam? Because while all this is going on and the, the need to check things out, um, the Hellhound has decided to adapt to 21st century America. Quickly. Very, very quickly. Because he's found clothes that fit. Mm -hmm. Stylish. Stylish. And uh, he's, got the, he's got that lovely... Uh, uh, modern stubble, which would have not at all mm -hmm. been appropriate in 1912. Um, and then he finds himself, goes to the hospital, and suddenly, for the first time in, in as long as I've watched this show, which admittedly is only one season, you know, half a season so far, that is the busiest this, ho this uh, hospital has been. Ever. Right. This is the well, largest number of medical staff I've ever seen in about this hospital. About once a story arc. They have enough money in their budget to fill the hospital up with patients and doctors and everybody. Well, why blow it up on the first episode? Well, now they can go back to just being Mama McCall. Okay. Like, now that, now that they've done it, they're just like, ignore the fact. Now you know people actually work at this hospital. It's like, okay, it's like when you're doing a, a, a stage play, and as long as you keep your accent believable for like the first part, you can kind of lose it because by the end, everybody's just used to the sound of your voice. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. So, so they take the rats to her. They find they find the rats, the dead rats, the rat you king. You brought me dinner. And she's like, no, this isn't dinner. 
you have to look at this. And she's like, look around you. There's like patients and stuff. I have well, an actual job to when do. When they picked up the rat in the sewer or whatever, it did look like it was covered in barbecue sauce. Well, yes. Well, and here's the Just thing that I thought was weird. Um, there is a supernatural vet in town. His name is Deaton. And he's played by the same guy that plays Father Gabriel over on The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. And so why they decided to bring this rat to Mama McCall instead of to Deaton. So you could see the hospital? No. Newbies. You, you could see all these sure. people who really work at the hospital. We swear to God, they really work here. And apparently half the town was injured in a car in a, in a car accident, which I did. The 12-car pilot did not register with me at all. So I'm just well, it was a flicker of a moment because the new hellhound went and killed that deputy and we were joking right, about how yeah. the deputies got killed and while he we're talking about how like deputies in this town must be hired in bulk uh that is when i was just out of the corner of my eye he was listening to the radio and they were talking about the 12 car pilot so this is why the hospital is full of people who are injured and angry with each other and the kids of course get in the middle uh liam and what was the other guy What's uh his name is miles okay liam and miles get in the middle of these of these two guys who are fighting each other and liam werewolves out a little bit and everyone's like oh my god what is wrong with this teenage werewolf child we have never seen do this in this town ever before because we are very very self-blind and oblivious intentionally and so he goes oh no i'm turning into a werewolf ah, and he runs away and he runs down the hall past lots more people who can see him turning into a werewolf then as he runs down the hall, you find that the uh, <clears throat> the the new hellhound has also snuck into the hospital, hidden. By the way, I my part of my job involves walking through hospitals. You cannot do this. They do not let you do this. By the way, but that's okay. He goes wandering around to the hospital wherever he wants to go. Goes into a supply closet where nobody notices, and then when. Uh, Liam runs, rushes by going, oh no, I'm turning into a werewolf, ah, and he gets to the elevator. The hellhound goes, oh no, and chase after him, roaring. Right. And nobody knows. I need to digress for a second. Go for because it. Because I've been watching The Mist. Uh-huh. And, uh, and in The Mist, it's the based on the Stephen King story about mm -hmm. The Mist that comes into town. And, and How many episodes is that? I, I don't know. I'm on an episode. I just finished, watched the most recent one. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I think I'm on like episode six. But I can't, don't quote me. So anyway, our main characters are in a hospital. Like, there, there's a group, all right, there's all these groups of characters. There's a group that's trapped in a shopping mall. There's mm -hmm. a group that's trapped in a, in a um, church. And then there's a group that is traveling to try and get to the shopping mall. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the group that's traveling keeps getting put into Lex situations. <laughs> So they get to the hospital, and like the hospital's running on generation gener generator power. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the episode, the gener gener generator generator breaks down, and all the doors to the hospital open. And they're like, "Oh no, the doors were on electric power. That means because they're not oh there, there's no more electric power. The doors are gonna pop open." And so like, then, that's to let the mist in, right? And like, I'm no, sitting there that's watching not how it. Things work. No, I'm no. watching it and I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, obviously, if a door is closed and it's run on electric power, it's going to stay closed because it doesn't have the power to open. Right. Ugh. But I, I've got other problems with that show. But when I'm watching it, I'm not going to talk about it right now. Too much shows. Too much shows. So, where are we? 
Um, so Liam has gotten away from the screaming uh, hellhound, which no one oh, can notice. Meanwhile, yeah, a deputy Parrish shows up. Right. And he kind of feels that there's another hellhound in town. So they have a uh, midnight study group, apparently. <laughs> so Deputy Parrish is walking, is patrolling the high school hallways at night. By the way, this is not what, what police departments do, but that's okay. And so he's patrolling, and then suddenly he sees hellhound number two. Right. And Liam and... and Miles, Miles, yeah, are there as well because they went for the midnight study group because things, and it's time to take off your clothes and fight. Right. Well, when you become a when you're a hellhound, you 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 the fire comes out of you, and so of course your clothes burn off when you're fi on fire. Uh -huh. And so they fought. You wanted more. They, they had shorts on. Well, they wore they were asbestos it, it, drawers. Is, it is an MTV show. That does it hasn't stopped MTV in the past. This isn't Showtime. You don't get full frontal male nudity. <laughs> MTV. Um, you don't. Well, get that's where you get a little extra flame. However. Well, okay. So the, the rest. <laughs> so they fight, and it's it's tall, good-looking men in in no clothes and fire beating up on each other and slashing at each other, and it all. Uh, it does not go well for the deputy. No. He gets thrown to a door and crashes onto the ground and his fire goes out. And then Liam says, No! And jumps on him and they fight. For a minute. And then they slash each other really bad. And he does a really good job of slashing against the hellhound. And the hellhound slumps against the, the lockers, which are going to be... You know, when they come to class tomorrow... Mm. There's blood splatter all over the halls. This happens a, all the time. It's yeah, there's going to be, Jenner's going to be like, again? <laughs> I know. Not again. jeez. Oh, mm. And he's just, he, his concern is, if, is there a trail? Do I have to find the body? <laughs> and then what do I do with the body? So, <laughs> so the hellhound starts playing the pronoun game again, still, continually. Oh, it's not you. It's coming. It has to be stopped. Uh, and they're like, what are you talking about? And he goes, I can't tell you because it says in my character description I have to be cryptic. And they're like, yeah, he's like, they're like, why? He goes, because it's in the script, man. It's my job. Leave me alone. And then he disappears. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, let's, let's not forget that in like three more episodes, we're going to be so tired of them explaining what's happening to us. <laughs> Right, because and they'll do it every episode. Yeah. Once oh no, Styles is trapped by the Wild Hunt. Oh no, Styles is trapped yeah. by the Wild remember, Hunt. Remember, we have to remember that we forget the people that are taken by the Wild Hunt. <laughs> you know. Anyway, so, okay, yes. So then they go out to the woods, and the Chinese counselor is out there. Uh, or she hears the ruckus. And so she gets her gun and some, some vial of, of stuff. And she clearly is not, she's not prepared to do this properly. She has her, her packing skills and organizational skills as a killer of supernatural things are bad. She is just, this is lame. She is, nothing is where it's supposed to be. It's not e easily organized. She's turning her purse upside down. I mean, right. she is not prepared for this kind of thing. Right. But she gets her gun, she gets her vial of stuff, and she goes out into the woods, and she kills, quote-unquote, the the new um, hellhound. She sh she shoots him in the 
brain pain. Because he, instead of, you know, just stabbing her to death with his claw things, he decides to choke her. Right. Which, as, uh, actually, is a really, really hard way to kill somebody. And so, but now it's convenient for a script that you can just stab her through the head or something. But yeah, she shoots him in the head. And then um, the Scooby gang, I mean... Um, Malia and Lydia <laughs> and Scotty. Because they finally talked Malia into it after a comedy scene of her trying to go out the window. There's a whole lot of comedy scenes in here. People being silly. Right. And then uh, they're like, oh no, it's a dead hellhound. Whatever can this mean? Ain't nobody know. The only person who can help them figure it out is Styles. Where is Styles? He's at one of those super famous internships for teenagers at the FBI. <laughs> Don't know. Like, okay, I love this show. I love this show. I'm going to cry the last episode of this show. I almost cried tonight watching the top ten thing while we were all sitting here. It's super dumb that Styles is at an internship at the FBI and he graduated from high school yesterday. Like, oh. he left graduation, got, this is, I'm not even kidding, because remember, this happened at the end. Left graduation, gave Scotty the keys to his Jeep, and was like, I'm going to the FBI, and left. Well, not only that, he's getting his little orientation here. They're going to talk about all the things you lucky, lucky interns are going to do here at the F FBI. And Styles, of course, interrupts every chance he gets, so much so that at this point, if I was the guy running the thing, I'd be like, except you. <laughs> you do not get to come in to do this because you're an annoying little... Brat. Then, because it's Teen Wolf, um, <laughs> you see, and then there's this... Mysterious fellow that we've seen who was an object of a national manhunt, and it happens to be Derek Hale, who was super important in like the first three seasons of the show. And Scotty does a, uh, Styles does a spit take, so spits all over the girl in front of him, who who clearly doesn't mind much because she's fine in the next scene. Well, yeah. If you were spit on by a super hot guy, would it depends. Uh, hey, Dustin, if you were spit on my <laughs> would you care? Well, she looked annoyed enough. I think she looked annoyed enough. I don't know. Anyway. But, so, you know, conveniently enough, in orientation for an internship, he sees the visual Interns that Interns get orientations? Well, um... <laughs> sure, uh-huh. Of course they do. Anyway, it's... It's it's Teen Wolf. It's a TV show. It's okay. We can't do not stare <laughs> directly <laughs> at the plot. You will go blind. It will cause hair to grow on the back of your hands. Hey, that explains a great deal of this show. Um, <laughs> it was it was silly. Okay, there's a lot that happened tonight that was silly. Right. But it was again. Uh, although Dustin accused me of hating this show a little before we started recording, I don't hate this show. It's silly. But it's also entertaining. And the preview for the rest of the season leads me to believe they're going to kill everybody off by the end of the season. Yeah. Because the rest of the season looks like a blood fest. I mean, it's, it looks hyper-violent and monster thing and bodies everywhere and blood splattering the walls. I'm thinking, that's the only way to keep the show from coming back. We're done. <laughs> and everybody dies. <laughs> right. You die, and she dies, and he 
dies, and then they die. Ooh, he dies real good. <laughs> That's what it looks like. And I'm like, all right, well, sure. But it looks like it's going to be very dramatic. And like we said, this this episode is really here to give a, I don't know, set up a mood, almost, because there's not really a whole lot of information that's happening here. Right. There's a whole lot of pronoun game being played. It's coming. Be specific. <laughs> Slow down. Yeah, stop. We have a minute. We're it's both okay. super injured. We're just going to sit here for a second, and you're going to explain things to me. Because obviously you're not the bad guy, because when you saw that I wasn't the person you wanted to kill, you just stopped. So Take a moment, and let me know what breath. the issue is. Perhaps you and I can work on this together. Yeah. <laughs> Let me take you to my other health hound in the Banshee that I know. I'm pretty sure. Together we're stronger. <laughs> That's like the whole theme of the entire show. Literally. No, no, this is not what's going to happen. So, yeah, now he's dead-ish. No, he's, he'll be back. Because I showed him being put into a cat scan machine screaming. Well, yeah, he's got a ball in his head. This stuff hurts. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, Team Wolf is back. Dustin is already tearing up a little bit. I'm not. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, Mindy is. Are, are you? Are you less or more conf- confused after all of this? I'll get it along the way. Yeah. So it's kind of me. That's the way it was with me. Dustin <laughs> sat there. And went okay. And then this is the reason why this is happening. I was like, sure, okay. <laughs> Not say yes. Yes. Yeah, so pretty much. Um, we haven't even gotten into, the, into the, everybody's bunker yet. All right. I mean, yeah. We we just established that the tunnels underneath the town are ridiculously large. Anyway, you can, we need like the subway cars underneath there and stuff. And then, so. So, yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening, folks. We'll be back next week with more Teen Wolf because we're uh, we're going to ride this out to the end. Yes, we and, are. And we're going to record every one of Dustin's sad, tragic tears. And you will have <laughs> it right here in audio form forever and ever and ever. So when you are feeling sad, you can sit there and say, at least I wasn't crying as loud as Dustin was the final episode of Teen When you Wolf. need to feel better, just come back and listen. That's right. <laughs> Unless it's super bad. Like, I'm so Our scared. Pain. Pain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm so scared that this is going to be in How You Met Your Mother moment. So I love that show. Like, it was really one of my favorite shows. And then the season for series finale crapped the bed so bad that if I, like, I'm flipping through and I'm like, there's an How I Met Your Mother on WGN or whatever, I can't watch it. I'm just like, I can't watch the show. I know. I somehow suspect that's not going to be the case here. I never watched it. Just say it. Good for you. Thank you. I try. All right. We'll be back next week. Please uh, check out our other podcasts on Sci-Fi For Me Radio. You can find that on iTunes and podcast.com. You can check us out on YouTube. Of course, sci-fi for me.com, the website itself, where all of this stuff lives, as, as well as the other various and sundry places, Twitch and YouTube and, and all the different podcast things. We appreciate you listening. And join us next week as we do it all again. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Have a lovely night, and we will see you guys next week. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Horror For Me Radio. <laughs>